Welcome, everybody. We are back. The All Elite Murder Theater Podcast. We are talking about the beach break and what has happened in Rampage and Dynamite this week for January 26th and 28th. Welcome, everybody. Miss Tammy, how are you today? I'm freezing. I know. It's a little cold over here in uh, Northeast Florida. I feel ripped off. Really? If you live in Florida, I should not be freezing. That's true. That's true. Mr. Christopher, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be talking about wrestling this week on a Sunday. I'm uh, I'm tired, man, but I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, at least you're here. We're, we're rocking it out. We're going to talk about some cool stuff, some things that have happened, uh, some fun stuff that's happened this week, uh, some good stuff, some bad stuff, and everything in between. Well, why don't we start off with Dark and Dark Elevation? Hey, Tammy, what did you think of what the best match in Dark and Dark Elevation was this week? I have two. Okay. Well, then give us two. Private Party versus Hawkins and Andretti. I enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked the Penta and wheeler Yuta match, which I was surprised I enjoyed so thoroughly, but I really did. Especially loved how at the end uh, Penta gave like a push to Yuta by putting his hand up, you know, kind of showing respect and... I thought that was cool. That means he did good. Now, do you feel that that's going to go into a story direction with them? Or do you just think it was just good sportsmanship? What do you mean? What is good sport, sportsmanship? You mean just because he was being nice? Yeah, there's good oh, sportsmanship. No, I think where... he's just a class act. And, he, and, he, and it was a good match. And it really wasn't a heel versus a face kind of thing. It was just a, a match between two wrestlers you know that are wrestling one that's been doing it a lot longer and is badass and amazing and i love and another young up-and-comer and and i i thought that they did great it wasn't two that i would see put together but i loved it and i thought it was one of the best matches on dark and dark elevation by far and um private party i love and i loved hawkins and andretti and i thought that was a lot of fun and i got to see a lot of cool moves which I don't know all the names of yet. That should be one of the games we developed. See if Tammy can figure out the name of the move. <laughs> like out of three, what was what one is an actual wrestling move? <laughs> yeah, hey, that's a good idea. I'm going to write that down. Just come up with a bunch of fun names. Right. <laughs> uh, I know some words, but I don't know what they are, too. Like, I do know there's something called a suicido, but I don't really know what it is. I have my own suicida. names. I have my own names for the moves. Nice. And I do know what a suplex is. Nice. But I don't know what makes it German right. or not. I think the positioning makes it German. The area of descent. Is that right? So you, that could be no. one of the questions. <laughs> you could have three types of suplexes, and Tammy will have to guess which one's an actual one. <laughs> Chris, what did you think? What, what was your best match in Dark Dark Elevation? Uh, my favorite match, I think, was Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs versus Matt Sidow and Lee Moriarty. Um, it was a really good match, man. Um, I enjoyed Matt Sydal as usual. Lee Moriarty looked great. Uh, he's actually also my uh, person of the week. Um, he just he took a real beating this week and looked good doing it. So yeah. Who Andretti? No, Lee Moriarty. Oh, Moriarty. Moriarty. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, my favorite was Lance Archer, and the only reason is because just because he scared that kid oh that was a great moment i have to say 
<laughs> yeah, I almost I just, put that down, but I was getting too many on the list. So I agree. That was awesome. But I do agree with your matches, both of you. I think that those matches were awesome too. It's just that I was just laughing so hard with Archer is just trying to become the ultimate heel. And he's going it. after he's going after kids and he's on fire. And I think yep. he's and I think he's really, really building up that Adam Page match. That's going to be the Texas death match. And I'm really can't wait to see that. So I'm just loving where Archer's at right now. And I'm oh. going to say, you know, um, uh, it's so that was that was my favorite match. So, uh, Tammy, what who you thought the best newcomer was? I know, Chris, you already touched that. You said Lee was going to be that was your favorite performer this week. Uh, yeah, on, uh, dynamite. And so, Tammy, who did you think? Who was your favorite? Performer? Well, I, I I only picked favorite from new talent on Dark and Dark Elevation. Not so a problem. That's Not all problem. I have. That's so. Fine. Who, so I think last week I picked Andretti. So this week I picked Hawkins, and I thought he was awesome, and he did a great job. So he was mine, and he was part of the tag team against Private Party. Right. What, what do? How about you, Chris? What did you think? Who Who was the standout for you? So I had Lee Moriarty, but then I also had uh, some some honorable mentions was Leva Bates and uh, Janai Kai. Janai mm-hmm. Kai had a really cool uh, gimmick. I thought the the look was cool, like the the idea was cool, but there was just there needs to be some personality and character for me to invest in that look completely. Um, and you don't get that with shows like Dark. So yeah, no. um, yeah, Lee Moriarty for sure though. Good to see him again. I think he, they're starting to get behind him because you're starting to see him a lot more. He's been on a lot in recent weeks. So, yeah. He's awesome. He deserves it. Yeah. Uh, my standout was Brio Keller. Brio Keller was with the Santana Ortiz match. I thought he had some really good moves and he was pretty good. So he was he's my mention for up and coming talent. Uh, and him and Brio Keller and Goldie were a team. And I'd like to see a little bit more of those guys. That would be actually pretty cool, too. So, Tammy, who do you think pushed the storyline during the dark and dark elevation this week? Uh, this is where I picked the Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Matt Seidel and Lee. Um, I felt like during that match, there was like a Starks lethal, lethal promo. And, and then Starks was like telling uh, Dante, like he made a mistake for crossing Team Taz and uh, and then Dante came out and they all fought and all that. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. I felt like that was setting up a storyline for future matches. That's the only one that really stood out as far as pushing storyline for me that I wrote down. Right on. How about you, Chris? What did you think? So I had the Dante Martin angle with Team Taz and all that stuff that was going on. Uh, I also had Layla Hirsch with her build of this heel persona that they're doing with her. Uh, and also the 2.0 Garcia situation seems to have been bubbling through dark and elevation this week as well. Yeah. I'm going to have to say that that one was the push because Taz, if you notice during his commentary, he made multiple, multiple, multiple comment compliments to 2.0 praising them saying that they should be good. So I'm see, feel like that that's brewing a storyline with Team Taz and 2.0 and Garcia. So uh, that would that was mine for the week, for sure. Okay, before we well, move I mean, on, I have an idea to discuss very quickly and um, see what you all think. Is in the future, I don't know how we could do this. And I'm also saying this in case somebody listening, watching, um, wants to chime in or participate is, you know how people do fantasy football? 
like maybe we can come up with our fantasy storylines. So sometimes our storylines aren't always, you know, maybe how we would write it, but maybe we can like find a way to incorporate as a game, like our fantasy storyline, like how would we write it if we were the writer? And so I don't know how that would occur. So I'm just like putting it out there for everyone to like think about and think about how we could do that. And then other people could comment theirs too. And that would be kind of interesting to see the creative, you know, visions people have for our beloved, you know, wrestlers and their, where they're at and their storylines. Cool. I wrote that. I made a note of that. So uh, we'll start working on that and fleshing out some ideas for that. That would be pretty cool. What do you think, Chris? Yay or nay? You won't hurt my feelings. No, I like the idea. I'm just trying to think. I think the only way he'll probably get close to it is if you started paying really close attention to the rankings, maybe, of the wins-losses. Um, and then that way, you know, maybe you 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 pick a certain amount of people or whatever, and those people you go with the points for however much it is when their performances increase by a certain percent or something along those lines. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. We'll check it out. I'll thinking more creatively, like how I, like how they are pushing a line. I think anybody could use their own technique though, if that works for you. And it's about like, that makes sense. I mean, that makes the storyline, you know, who's like ahead and who has capabilities in certain areas by knowing their win loss ratios and things like that. I was thinking more like, okay, like I would say, uh, for example, uh we're doing the word low everybody's waiting for word low to turn like if and how would you have wrote that you know what is like how would you have introduced it and when kind of thing so right. i don't know it's just things to think about but since we're uh more on the the plot lines here that might be something interesting so we don't have to decide today but it's something to think about and if anybody listening has like a comment or an idea please like i'd love to hear what other people would like to do too that might be fun to be interactive with it and we could read yeah, off other people's storylines throughout the week that we felt were we wanted to talk about because we thought was an interesting idea. Yeah, it'd be cool to find a way to keep track of all the fantasy booking and like what like you imagine things happening that could be great and if they even get close to those types of storylines somehow. Yes. So sure. Yeah. Put it out there and let it take root somehow and then we'll revisit another show or two down the line. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, man. Let's get right into it. Let's get into Dynamite. Right off the Dynamite bat, we get into the ladder match with Cody Rhodes and Sammy. Oh, man. Woo! That was probably some of the best wrestling I've seen in a long time. I mean, I thought thought that match was pretty amazing, especially Sammy's cutter off that that ladder and all those (laughs) death-defying acts that they were doing. Some of that stuff was scaring the crap out of me. Um, obviously, you know, uh, the end results is Sammy wins and unifies the belts. I didn't quite understand the two belt thing. Maybe Chris, you understand that a little bit better. I don't really know what that was all about, but I am certainly happy that they have brought this to a conclusion. So they were just unifying, they were unifying the belts. They had one belt that was real, one belt that wasn't real. But they were both real, so they were unifying the belt. So whoever won the match got the right of the single correct belt holder, and there was no other fake belt anymore, basically. Okay. Why was there a fake belt? belt? Okay, we don't have to get it. Just, no, because because it's the interim championship thing. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So yeah. it's it's like an old I 
there was no reason for them to do this for this. Right. If, well, if they were going to do that, it should have been a whole planned program and it should have been way longer. Right. Yeah. I, I, I thought the match was cool. I thought it was a very exciting match. I think it was. That, I think that the meaning of it was a little bit okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of over it. Uh, but I, I really thought that the match was a lot of fun. And it was definitely kept me on my toes. It kept me super engaged in it, the whole thing. I thought all of the moves that they did were just incredible. How they didn't kill themselves in this stuff is just amazing to me all right off the bat. Tammy, what, yeah. what's your thoughts on this? Well, I have my notes. I can go over. They're all messy and all over the place. And I had to go sideways. They're, look, they're, can you see? No, sort of. off. They're nuts. They're nuts, okay? Um, but... Um, I loved this match. I hated the storyline building up to it and it redeemed a lot for me just because it was such a good match. So um, my notes are a little bit not in chronological order, but that's okay. I'll go through them quickly for time's sake because I think it's better to, to revisit what I wrote in the moment than to sum it up. But I put as it should be all redeemed. This is where I ran out of room. So I had to go to the top of the notes but it probably was really in the bottom. Um, too much to write, too crazy. Sammy jumping off ladder. This feels like the most dangerous match I've seen. And then it goes to the beginning notes when it first came out, which I put those on top, which is Cody looking good, like a good heel, which he really was. Sammy's beautiful as always. He's our child, our golden child, along with some of these other baby birdies like Lee and everybody, we love them. Uh, a lot of moving ladders and furniture. So I felt like for a while it was like we're in a moving company or there's all kinds of ladders and furniture being moved anywhere. Then a pump kick from Sammy. Now they're battling in the crowd using ladders as weapon. Can't tell who will win. At that time, I couldn't. So that was a good thing. I like when I can't tell who's going to win. Um, Sammy almost getting um, belt and then thwarted by Cody. Crazy high ladder suplex. If that's what, right, I could I could have misnamed it. No, that was how right. do they not die? <laughs> this is what I was thinking most of the time. Like, how do they not die? Like, screw anybody that says this shit is fake. That you can't fake jumping off a ladder and falling. You just can't. You know, it is. I cannot. I. This is why I love this so freaking much. Like, you can fake all kinds of things, but there's no net there. So whatever happens, happens. So I think it's so fun. Um, Sammy, Sammy was getting beat up by ladders. And then finally, we got full heel from Cody. And I just put that this ladder, their splatter stuff was like completely over the top. And I loved it. I felt like a lot was redeemed from all this stupid interim belt and this and that. Now we can just be done. So I've, but if you're going to be done, this was a great way to be done. I, I loved it. So I loved it. Chris, you, you, you seem like you were not into it. Am That's I correct in that? Okay. No, it was it was actually so as a match goes, it was cool. Um, the thing there was one thing where Sammy did the swanton off of one ladder down and and onto the other ladder, and he yeah. like he just hit it and bounced over and like folded yes. himself in half. Oh. That looked so miserable. I can't believe that ladder didn't break from that. That would have been so much better had the ladder broke. Uh, <laughs> oh wow, that was, that was bad. Oh, um, I remember what you're talking about too. Yeah, but I mean, I just the whole I wasn't invested in the Cody Sammy program anymore because I've seen it a bunch of times. Right. So adding the ladder stipulation was cool. Um, 
but I don't know. I think the the belt on a ring in the middle of the I, I, I'm I've seen it a bunch of times, and there was nothing super special about this one. I, they've had better matches, in my opinion. These two have already, so I don't know. Okay, that's that's fair. I mean, that's what you need to. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's cool. Like, so we're not we, jaded yet because we no, haven't seen as much. We so haven't that's... seen as much. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's he's, that he's makes the sense. elder of the group as far as well, the wrestling goes. I was gonna say it's really cool to hear somebody's opinion who's not used to seeing the same ladder matches over and over again <laughs> to like not understand why the two belts are up there hanging on a ring like that. Right. Like it's it's yeah it's it's cool we're all that. like what's going on <laughs> i mean it's it's classic it's classic pro wrestling but it's um it's yeah i guess from that perspective it would probably be way better yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. like 10th one then i guess i'll be jaded by then but not yet no, but it's like it's like i've watched this stuff for so long i have like my favorite ladder matches you know what i mean like i yeah. have some that are my favorites just in ladder matches and so it's hard for me to be like, yeah, this was great because I could think of so much better, but that's not their fault. It was a great match, you know? Yeah. That's but that's cool. why you're here. You add so much to that to give us a different perspective. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to hear. That's the kind of stuff I want to talk about. I want to talk about the, the contrast. If, if you didn't I mean, it, think it was good, you know, it was crazy good for a ladder match. It just wasn't like, it wasn't like world record. Good. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Nice. All right, so let's move on. After that, Hobbs and Starks, they challenged Dante and Lethal. Um, that's a, a funny segment. That was a that was a very funny segment. Um, uh, and any thoughts on that, Tammy? I'm looking for my notes. Go to Chris. I don't see Chris. If I what, what's your thoughts on that? that? I mean, obviously they're setting up the the fight. They want Dante, and I mean, obviously Dante and Hobbs are going to wrestle. Uh, Lethal and uh, and Starks are going to wrestle for the fake belt or whatever this piece of junk belt they got going on there so. i did have one note on it okay Hobbs looks great in fur is there was he in fur yeah yes he was wearing his a fur overalls coat. and fur yes <laughs> i forgot it's, a, about it's that. a it's a unique look he looked awesome I, I i thought it was he looked badass i loved it that's my only note he, about the promo he looks great in he, fur he looked like a superhero movie bad guy he did yeah i loved it He's yeah, awesome. Cool. He's one of my faves. So what I got thoughts? my I got my massage therapist stretcher into pro wrestling. Now he asked me, "What is your favorite wrestlers?" I think he wanted to check them out, but then I was like, "That was such a bad question because I can't answer it." Because I was like, "Well, it depends on the day. And it depends on the storyline. It depends on like what category." So I think I just confused him more. But we might see him at the <laughs> next match now. That's funny. Cool. <laughs> I'm spreading the gospel. So Good. I, I'm pretty excited about the Starks Lethal match. I've obviously we've obviously seen Dante and Hobbs wrestle before, so I mean, okay, that's cool. But I'm, I'm I want to see Starks and Lethal go at it. I think that's going to be a fun match. Well, what were your thoughts on that promo, Chris? It was a funny promo. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that whole uh, it's really cold out here. Isn't it supposed to be beach break? I don't understand. Tony was complaining about how cold he was. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I don't know. I have I have a little bit more to add on that when we get to their match. Gotcha, gotcha. So then after that, we got Wardlow, which is which was a two on one match. Hold on, did you notice he was he was actually listed on screen as Mister Mayhem? 
Was he? No. Did you I see that? Him. No, I didn't. I okay, didn't so <laughs> where it normally would say Wardlow or whatever, it said uh, something Mr. Mayhem Wardlow. Right. I can't remember what it said now all the way, but I wrote down specifically that it said Mr. Mayhem because I thought that was great. He is Mr. Mayhem. Well, of yeah. course, we had the Wardlow match. He beat the shit out of two people, and he still didn't friggin' turn. So... <laughs> this was a handicap match, too. It was a handicap match, too. It was hilarious. <laughs> what do you think of it, Tammy? You're shaking your head a lot. I mean, he's badass. It was great to see him do that, but I think we know what needs to happen, and it's, it's like they're losing momentum. Now you're just annoying us. Let's get on with this shit, man. We know what's going to happen. Let's do it. We shouldn't see it coming 20 million no. miles away. I want to be like side, you know, what is it called? Side, what, like, what word am I looking for? I'm old. I just, I want to be surprised. Just put it that way. And now we're so not surprised and now we're just annoyed. Is this the moment? Is this the moment? Is this going to happen? Uh, we're expecting it to happen. It doesn't happen. So they better have a very freaking good reason why it hasn't happened yet. Because I'm getting pissed. That's what's, that's what's crazy about their booking with him is like, I like every time, you know, like even though this was a handicap match, it was like, okay, a Wardlow is going to beat the crap out of these guys for 30 seconds and then it's going to be done. But like there's no, there's no other storyline payoff happening either so it's just this repetitive thing yeah. they're either going to have to make his storyline do something quickly or give him a match that's more challenging because otherwise we're literally just seeing the same thing week after week yes we are i agree 100 percent concur i don't know i mean i don't understand you know what this build-up is but i i honestly think that it has to do with the fact that it seems I'm seeing a pattern with Tony Khan that he does things in people's hometown. So yeah. next week, Dynamite is in Chicago, which is CM Punk's hometown, right? So does the buildup, does the Wardlow flip happen at that match between MJF and, and uh, CM Punk? Wardlow was at his hometown spot this week. That's what I thought, too. But like, clean, yeah, they should have done it the there. They should have. They should have done it there. But it's yeah. like, but I, I, you know, I don't know. That's just one of my theories as far as that's concerned. It's like, okay, it's the big match. This is the big match. This is the match. MJF and CM Punk. This is it, right? This is finally the culmination of this story, right? And so I'm thinking that this is where everything is going to happen. You know what I mean? Where, where Wardlow turns on all of them. And I, I still believe that Wardlow is going to team up with CM Punk. I think that they're going to be part of a faction. That's my prediction. I You're really feel that. that. I'm, like I'm that. holding on to that. I really believe that. Just because okay. of all the things I've been seeing. So uh, it's, it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. And, and so we'll see. We'll see from there. So then after that, we had the inner circle versus Garcia in 2.0. Boy, every time Daniel Garcia is on that screen, I've never seen so much hatred come from my wife. <laughs> was this really, though, was this the inner circle? This was Chris Jericho with Santana and Ortiz. Right. Well, they called it, it wasn't. This didn't feel like the inner circle anymore to me. No, not at all. This felt like 
And, you know, obviously throughout the match, Santana Ortiz were, were, were kind of uh, brushing off Jericho. They weren't tagging him in. We were seeing the animosity. We were seeing the problems that were happening between two points. I mean, between some proud and powerful and Jericho. And then at the end, Jericho saves him. And then walks out almost kind of like, hey, dudes, I was, I'm here to help you, but you guys are shitting on me. So, Tammy, what do you think? Well, they don't see him as saving them. That's the thing. That goes back to what we've talked about before. Some of us like to fight our own battles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really wasn't their own battle. They were treating it as their own battle, which is what the problem was. They weren't being, playing as a team. And Jericho was part of the team. I don't like this. I don't like this in our infighting. Um, it was a great match, though. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I just don't like the infighting with the inner circle. But it's inevitably happening. It's just it's here. It's going to happen. But I don't know. It just feels like I guess the the way that I experience them in the story is cooler than that kind of behavior. Like people would be more straight up and they would work out their shit, not be out there. Not I just I hate the tagging myself in, not tagging people in thing, because I feel like we're seeing it in like five different storylines about like who tag you tagged yourself in i wasn't ready like you didn't tag me in like I, like let's move on from that and find other things to fight about i don't know i don't like yeah, it yeah but, but that's that's an integral part of the story though because that shows that there's dissension with the with the team and if they don't do that i understand why they, they do it they but illustrate this tension. is called lack of creative thinking like it's not the only way you could uh, do that so that's the thing is like when we're professionals Like I can tell you, I can come up with a gazillion ideas. Like I would never be short of ideas. So creative people don't have to go by the same formula all the time. So at this level, you should be coming up with other ways to display that same feeling and emotion is what I'm saying. And I'm sick of it, especially when it's happening with so many different people, the whole, I tagged, I wanted to get tagged in. You didn't like, we're dealing with this with like Layla Her, you know what I mean? We've, We've dealt with like, we're doing it with too many people. So that's one. Number two, they come across as cool, badass, straight up dudes and straight up people don't pull that shit on each other in real life. You take your person aside and you're like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. Can you help me out here? Like we want to shine tonight. Can you help us shine so that we can show us show off our stuff? That's what you do. You have that conversation prior you don't all of a sudden have this in the middle of a match issue. I understand they have to illustrate it and all that, but I don't know. It just seems wrong for that particular faction, whereas another faction, it would feel like, yeah, they're a bunch of narcissists and they're all going to be doing that with each other. But I don't feel like that's what these dudes are. But now that's what they're making it out to be. Chris, And it's just a way for them to break it all up and let other things happen. I, I understand the reason, but I feel like there is way more better ways that you can honor the personalities and have those things happen. Chris, to you, so, Woody. I agree with all that stuff you said about the inner circle, Tammy. I, um, it, it sucks when they take something that's good and they break it up, but that does leave, uh, you know, the idea down the road that they can, you know, eventually come back to help one another in some match or reform at some point. It's, it, it's a way of keeping it fresh. So it doesn't completely die down the road. You can bring it back and renew it a little bit rather than kind of overdoing it. Um, but but uh, so the beginning of this match was the entrance. Jericho comes out. Everybody sings a song. And and coincidentally, this was a really good one where everybody was really singing. And Jericho's taking his time and he's doing his little thing. 
And Santana and Ortiz, they didn't really show him up at the ramp with him. Like they they normally come out and stand behind him and listen to everybody sing and everything. They did, they're not doing that right now. They're they're like basically ignoring him. They got in the ring, they did their thing, and uh that was like the only real story part of their behavior until Jericho was in the ring to start this off. And he's kind of bouncing around a little bit and he's sort of doing his slow Jericho thing. And then Santana tagged himself in, like, get it over with, because they were like, dude, you're doing it again. Mm. I think that I think that was the idea. Hmm. Um, and then they didn't want to bring him back in. I thought that was, you know, kind of fun. Like it was the whole tag me, don't tag me thing, because they did it differently than all the other people have done it lately, even though there has been a ton of this stuff. Mm. Um, I thought Jericho just seemed so much more hurt by it. Uh, he th- that's why he's so great like he's so believable as like this big goofy character that has these overboard emotions I thought it was I thought it was really good um, but uh, yeah I, I don't want to see him break up either but it's time they need to do something different because Santana and Ortiz are ready to go do some crazy stuff they're uh, amazing they're, they're too good yeah, they're yeah too and good. they showed it they showed it in this match big time I mean the two of them together it's just I, and the tag team scene needs to be top notch right now and the, the, this is your top notch guys yeah which which you know to get into that there's so many good tag teams it's going to be ridiculous how they're going to delve out who's going to get the belt win and what and and how you know what I mean so yeah you know, I think that that's very exciting to see. I mean, there's just so many good tag teams that, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I'm super, super psyched to see how everything plays out. I mean, obviously, you know, you got the the House of Black, you've got, you got the Lucha Brothers, you've got, you know, Santana Ortiz. I mean, it's, it, the list goes on and on, you know? So it's like, it's, this is really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. So it's going to make for some great storylines going down the road. So then after that, we saw the Archer promo and the Texas death match. And we actually saw the fear and Hangman Adam Page's eyes when he said, Oh, it's a Texas death match. <laughs> Chris, was it your... fear? Oh, yeah. That was oh, yeah. Cool. Was it fear? Well, I don't know if it was fear. He kind of said, Well, all right, fine. Uh, let's do that then reluctantly yeah. i don't know if it was fearful it was reluctant for sure yeah um but yeah i really like this i really really like this this is going to be fun i cannot wait till that match comes kicking around tammy how do you feel about that are you excited about the I death am super match? excited about it super excited i mean I, lance archer is is slowly 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 becoming one of my favorites again. <laughs> so. he was one of my favorites from the beginning <laughs> just all the shit he's doing is just killing me lately man it's 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 awesome it's like he just got he came back from that injury and he said look that's it i'm gonna go a hundred percent at this and let's see what happens but it, every time i'm out there i'm just gonna go berserk i love it <laughs> Give it your all. He's so healing it up every time. Right. The kid thing, everything. And he's going big. He's going for the champion. It's going to be great. It'll be so much fun. I really feel it's like it'll be a cool match no matter what. Oh, yeah. no matter what. I feel it's We like love a- both of them. So we can't be disappointed on who wins or loses. Yeah. It's like watching a Dillinger escape plan show, man. It's just chaotic and mayhem from start to finish, man. I just love it. <laughs> So then after, yeah, man. So then after that, we had the Jungle Express first private party promo. We'll talk about that. And then we get into CM Punk speak. CM Punk comes out. He's ready to wrestle. And then all hell breaks loose. 
when MJF comes out and they start kicking his ass and then MJF sitting on top of them and says, now you get the match that you want. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, obviously really, really, uh, um, you know, put, putting it to CM Punk to really build up this match for the next week. Uh, Tammy, what'd you think? Uh, my note says MJF challenge a match in Chicago. Lots of dialogue, fun, lots of drama with FTR, Wardlow and Spears attacking Punk. I thought, I mean, it was fun. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I usually, when CM Punk speaks, I'm like, oh Lord, I'm so sick of this dude speaking. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm happy for the people that are happy for it. So I love to see the joy, but because I didn't come up with CM Punk, I feel like, oh, here he comes with the microphone to talk and do a spiel again. But he's he's definitely starting to win me over. And and, and I thought this promo was great. And I like where he's going with stuff. So I'll, I'll get there along with everyone else soon. Chris. Hopefully. Uh-oh, I see the look on Chris's face. All right. Ready. So so for for these two, they've already had better microphone battles. Mm-hmm. Um They've already been there, done that a couple of weeks, like multiple times. It's just, it's happening a lot. Uh, We haven't gotten the match yet. There was the the eventual attack. Um, The only thing I thought was cool about this was Wardlow doing his like, uh, will he or won't he powerbomb him on the chair? Uh, That was cool. But other than that, this nothing was great in this to me. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Mm. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, so then after that, we had the acclaimed promo uh, for with uh, Mox and Bowen, and we'll get into that on the Rampage. And then after that came to the Jade and Julia promo, which was just okay. Um, and then we get it's to... like, you're being generous. Okay, yeah. it's, it's... Come on, it's, it's not that great. <laughs> okay, Thoughts? go ahead. You want to expand on that at all? I'm just or? saying, like, I'm just like... I mean, she said what she said. Right. You know, they just like, I just feel like Jade needs some more coaching with the theatrics. I don't know. They're not the most exciting promos. I would agree. We need to up, we need to up it for a champion. You know, you need to get more entertaining. That's why we love Brit. Brit is so entertaining. Her promos are awesome. Well, (laughs) maybe that's not a good example this week. This I week, it's think not a good she's as good, week. so that I'm going to stick normally, with that. You all cannot like it. That's okay. We don't have to agree. I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. She Uh-oh. normally does good. I'll tell you, Serena Deeb still has the best promos, period. That's, true. that's all I'm going to say. True, true, We're going to talk about that when we get to that one. So then we get into the Red Velvet versus Layla Hurst match. I was a little disappointed in this match. I thought it was just a big bowl of okay. Um, okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I don't really have much to say about it because it was just like, they're kind of like pushing legit into being more of a heel. Uh, I don't know if she really is a heel. She seems to be more of a competitor than a heel. And so I, I'm not really that happy with how they're pushing her into this. Um, Chris, what, what, what did you think of this match? Uh, I, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, I didn't expect anything more than this from this match. I honestly, this program does not excite me. The two of them don't work that well together as opponents. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't into it from the start, so I can't say I was disappointed. All right, Tammy. 
No, I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't thrilled. I, I thought, I do think Red Velvet's great every time she comes on. She has a lot of choreographed, dance-like, acrobatic, fun moves. So I think she always delivers with that. Um, what did I put in my notes? No, nothing really. Um, I, I did think Red Velvet did some like smooth, the way she does her moves is pretty smooth. So I enjoy that. But yes, I, I wasn't super excited you know, about it either. It, I didn't think it was bad and I wasn't disappointed, but I, I, I still enjoyed it, but I wasn't like as excited as some other matches. And that's all I have to say about that. I, and with with Layla, like I never looked at her as a heel in the beginning and I know they're, they might be trying to turn her in one, but I think the problem is like, she looks like a, like the jock that played volleyball at school. And so I think that's why you're getting thrown off is that that's how you, like when you see, like she was like that badass chick in like high school that was like the volleyball champion or whatever sports that they did there. Um, and uh, we, we never really whatever hated sports. that that person, huh? Whatever so sports. Whatever sport. Whatever sport. I don't know. That covers, I was not that covers sports everything. Life. So I was a delinquent in school, smoking in the corner, thinking about how I could get out of gym class. I actually poured Kool Aid in the pool one time to make it look like somebody was bleeding so I wouldn't have to put on the school bathing suit and get in but you know I was bad so um so I never had a problem with the jocks they were always cool I didn't look at them as heels but so that's what you have to separate your visual imagery with that connection to like her being the, the badass little jock coming out and kicking everyone's ass to the fact that she could actually end up being a pretty le like legit heel legit Layla nice I like her and I like Red Velvet too. I wouldn't say they're in my top five, but they could be one day. Oh, there you go. So I want to say one other thing about this match before we move on. The one thing is, so this match and the other match on Rampage, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, say a lot about the current status of the mid-card or undercard in AEW in the women's division right now. Um, it's, it's a lot of the same problem, but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. okay. I definitely no want to hear what you have to I say. I think I know what you're where you're going with that. And I think I I I, I agree with you. And I was going to mention a couple of things like that too. But yeah, for sure. I'm glad you're bringing that up. So then after that, we went into the House of Black promo, which I thought was an incredible promo. I thought that was great. It's pretty um, rad. It was a rad promo, especially, you know, they the uh the death is inevitable thing is just the it's it really sets it up to make it a very sinister match, especially against Pac and uh Penta. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, be I think that's going to be totally an epic match. And I'm very, very excited about seeing that. Of course, I'm very biased because I'm very into the house of black. So it's tough I'm for into me. To, every single one of those people. So it's hard for me. I have a very biased opinion of it. Um, so Tammy, obviously you thoughts on, on the promo. Do you feel the same way? Any, anything you need to add on that? I have nothing to add. No, I think it's awesome. I love all of this storyline. I love where it's going and I'm excited for it. Yeah. And I like everybody involved. So this will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Chris? So I love this promo so much. Uh, it was really cool. The stuff where he's like saying like uh, to be accepting and we'll be thankful and all these other things. Um, it's I just love this stuff. I'm hooked. So do you think do you think that the results of this match will push Pac into the House of Black? I have no idea. I don't even want to try to speculate on that because I know I'm going to be wrong and change my mind 30 times anyway. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Gotcha. So then after the House of Black promo, we went into Sammy and Fuego come out and they start doing the cards. That whole card. Undisputed champion. Right. What are your thoughts on the whole card break thing? I mean. I like the card segment. You guys don't like it? Sammy, do you like it? I don't. I don't like Nick it. Nick did it in a video in the 80s. I'm done. Right. It's too I like slow. It. I have ADHD. I can't like sit there and slowly read card after card. Just say your point. Let's move on. So the thing about. is, though, they're putting those in in the um, what they're calling picture in picture. They're putting yeah. it in during those times. And I would much rather see like little segments like this than That's have true. somebody's match get thrown into like three minutes of tiny little screen time. Instead, you get something that's different and weird and not part of the actual matches because the matches don't need to be during these commercial breaks. That's one of my prime gripes about rampage this week too, is the amount of commercial. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. But the, the picture in picture thing, I think it's a good way to utilize that without taking away from ring time. Yes, I agree. I agree. I, I would much rather have that. Even if I, it's not my favorite, I'd rather have it over a match going on in picture in picture any day yeah. any day of the week so yes and it'd be cool if they did that and then they could like do a couple more segments like that and add in all these times that we do the uh the upcoming match card promotions you know where they just flash the graphics for the match yeah. they do a bunch of that those could be great in picture in picture times instead of taking up match time there's so many better alternatives for that i i agree i, I um I just I want it to be somebody else besides Sammy just flipping cards a bunch of times. It's been him every single time. So that's his like, thing. Now. <laughs> I guess else's. that's his thing. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I mean, I don't really have an. I mean, I don't think it's that great, but I mean, I'll live with it. You know, that's really yeah. kind but of my, my thoughts. Would you prefer it over a match happening during picture in picture? Uh, absolutely, I hate that's it when, a the, good point. when the match goes like picture it. in picture because a lot of the times when it goes picture in picture. Sometimes the heels are talking shit to the crowd and you don't get yep. to hear that. And it's like, yep, that's what disappoints me, especially. I mean, there was I remember one match specifically when it was the, when it was a Jamie Hader match and you could see her running her mouth. And I'm like, damn, I want to hear what she's fucking saying because she's hilarious. Yep. And it's like and it's like that sucks because now it's picture in picture and then I don't hear anything. So it's like that's kind of lame. <laughs> and and I mean, as far as as far as these segments go, this one was a good one. It was him, you know, saying, you know, I've worked this hard. I've done all these things. I'm now the undisputed champion again. He was acknowledging it was all because of the fans. We're the ones that, you know, keep him where he's at and blah, blah, blah. It was a nice little thing. Um, I think it was a great way to utilize that time. I do wish there was something else, though, like something else different. Like what could be there? Like you were saying, match cards. Right. It could be those kind of things. It could be um, uh, recaps with maybe captions of some sort of things that have happened already in the night instead of putting those over actual match time as well um, and doing the replays. Then they could do the replays after in the picture and picture times. There's, there's a lot of stuff that they could do differently and move these matches around so that you get the whole match and then all the extra stuff is surrounding that. That's a good point, man. That's a good point. Well, I, I hope they I hope they can work that out in the future and kind of give us a little little more. I'm just wondering when like when are they gonna say when and then who else are they gonna put in there? I mean, like so here's the thing. I honestly think that it's a tool to get people to not change the channel during commercials. 
I think it's I think it's a way to say, hey, look, our commercials have more impact because they play over the actual show. So people will still keep watching and taking in these images and and think that you get the audio of the commercial, obviously, and all you get is the AEW stuff in the background. So there's there's got to be something to be said for that as marketing. Um, but I mean, like, that's why you got to come up with something creative to do in those times because watching the match is so frustrating when it's tiny and there's a thing blocking it. It's just not good. But well, they need more stuff to do that. Here's what I would like to see them do. Have you ever – I mean, you've been watching football lately? You watching the NFL lately? No. All right, well, no. the NFL – Are you kidding me? I watch so many hours of wrestling a week, I can't watch anything else. That is well, the only time I have is wrestling time. <laughs> well, with the NFL, they'll do a an exact split. So they'll do a commercial, and then they'll have a big picture directly next to it. I would like to see them do that. Yeah. So it's like – I mean, you can see it's like, and they'll say, this is your progressive moment. And then they'll go to a progressive commercial. And then right next to it, you still see the game, which is like almost like a half size screen, not this little tiny one in the corner. I would like to see them to do at least do that at some point. So, but yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're moving on. So then they had all the awards set up for everything that that, that Brit had won for the pro wrestling illustrated. And I thought this was probably one of Britt Baker's worst promos that she's ever done. It was all inside jokes about the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns and ripping on the, on the football team because Pittsburgh and Cleveland have been rivals since the 1950s and only a small percentage of people even care about that. Tammy knew none of the references. She didn't know who Baker Mayfield was at all. So, and I mean, I don't so, remember having that conversation with you. But you, you, but you, I know you didn't know. Him, so it's, I knew you didn't get him. So you didn't even have to have the conversation with me. We could have it t- telepathically. And I would know that you wouldn't know what the hell she's talking about. I wouldn't know who they were. My only right. note on that promo was too much lip service. It was ridiculous and pointless. I, that's all I can say, Chris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I actually really like this promo. And oh, here's really? Why. Yes. This is a classic, classic heel style promo, like super old school style. Like I hate this city and everything in it. And here's how much I know about it to prove that I'm actually valid in my opinion. Right. Uh, and it was a lot of talking and a lot of bullshit. And that's what used to be cool in wrestling to me was like these weird long promos where it's just some asshole heel just shitting on everything in the city they're in. I think it's really good. Unfortunately, what Britt Baker and and she actually was pretty clever in this one. She did she did a good job making references and stuff, especially with the Baker Baker thing. Um, but she was not expecting this reaction from this crowd. The chanting alone threw her off so much. I have never heard her voice tremble before, mm-hmm. but it did during the end of this segment. Once she was starting to try to talk over these chants and stuff, it was like she was rattled, man. You could tell. It's it's I, even more so watching it back a second time. I was like, wow, you can immediately see the moment when she's like, oh, shit, this is really loud. This sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I thought the promo was great. It reminded me of being a kid watching wrestling. So, okay. I don't know. That's fair enough. It's, it's, we haven't had a heel that's been like that 
abrasive without being in a storyline and having that much material to piss a crowd off that much. That's true, because no MJF does it and always has his facts about the, the city that he's in and he shits all over all the time. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. I just didn't think it was, a, I mean, it just didn't catch me as a good Britt Baker moment. She's had better ones for me. But I see, yeah, which I, I, I so. definitely, I see your point though. Tammy, what's your it, thoughts on It was on this? her worst received promo of the last two years, I'm sure. Sorry, Probably. go ahead. I had one note, too much lip service. There you go. All right. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so then after that, we had the Lee uh, and Brock Anderson FTR promo. That was kind of like the carryover because someone got COVID before. And so they had to bring that back over. And yeah. then Nyla Rose walks out and challenges Ruby Soho. And I think that's going to be a pretty cool match. I can't wait to see that. Um, they're both excellent wrestlers. And so, um, of course, I want to see Ruby pushed way more than she's pushed anyway. But that's just my opinion on that. Um, any thoughts on those those two promos, uh, Tammy? No. Chris? Uh, I'll say this. We've seen the Ruby Nyla thing already. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to see Ruby Thunder Rosa more, but yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah, no, that's good. So then after that, we get into this lights out match. Uh, all I'm going to say is this. I thought Adam Cole was dead at the end of this because the way that he landed, I was like, holy shit. I really thought he hurt himself. Obviously, he probably didn't, and he knows how to fall, but Jesus, he made it look like his freaking neck was broken man i was yeah. like holy shit oh i thought it was a fun match i mean they're always both him and orange are are very equally matched as far as their techniques and their moves and what they can do um i thought it was an interesting way for adam cole to lose because it was a non-sanctioned match so it never exactly. counts against his record and it kind of puts everything out there. Why they did it, I don't um, I don't know, but I did appreciate the match itself. So I mean, I thought it was a really it was a fun match, and there was a lot of really cool chaotic moments that went on during the match, especially the ending when they went through the went through the stage and then the ref breaks part of it and falls into which i thought was just spectacular i was like man this is this is the drama here <laughs> so tammy what how was your how did you feel about this this massive orange cassidy adam cole culmination of everything match i will refer to my notes. oh here we go with the notes lights out notes start here that's because i had to go above because i needed space so Anyways, Cassidy crunches his sunglasses, then both furiously into it. Dunhausen under the ring? Lots of good moves back and forth. Trash cans coming in, chains, chairs, tacks, all the things. Everyone from both faction comes out. And then I put spiked cup? What? Backstage fighting on monitors. Wow. Crashing through the stage was freaking great. How do these people do it? That was my notes. So I guess I, I thought, liked it. I thought the spike cup was just hysterical. Uh, Dan, Dan Housen under the stage. I actually told Rez. 
I'm like, Raz, I don't understand why you don't get into this wrestling. Because if you would have saw that moment, it would have been all about your like type of entertainment. You would have loved it. And he said, yeah, it sounds kind of weird. I said, it was. That's why it was so awesome. That's the kind of creativity I'm looking for. I love Dan Housen. That was that was awesome. I'm so glad he's in AEW. Everywhere we've gone, every time we've seen a match, somebody had, has had Dan Housen signs. Every, signs everyone. Yeah. Orlando we were in, Dan Housen signs. All the matches that we saw in Jacksonville, Dan Housen signs. Yep. Everybody's been pushing to get him into AEW. I'm glad he's in AEW. He's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So I, I think I haven't seen him wrestle yet. So I'm completely new. Uh, he, he's a good wrestler too. Like one but of I his, just like the fact that he was so creative and he looks creative and sounds creative. One of his moves yeah. is the pouring teeth into his opponent's mouth. Oh my goodness. I can't wait. <laughs> Chris, so Chris, tell us what, yeah, what thought. did you think, Chris? Okay. Uh, well, okay. To Rafe, to what you were talking about, about Adam Cole, uh, and the technical loss, but it's non-sanctioned, so it doesn't count. You got to remember that right now he, I think, is listed. Uh, yeah, he should be the number one contender for the title right now after the next title match. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he should be next in line. So they can't mar his status right now, but they needed to give this program a payoff, and I think this was a good way to do that because uh, it gives Orange a technical win. Adam doesn't lose anything from this. Um, Danhausen. Danhausen. I'm so excited for Danhausen. Um, so I don't know. I haven't been able to find anything on the internet about this or not. So I'm putting this out in the universe right now. Danhausen to me, the, so yes, he's a good wrestler and all that. His character is so awesome, but I feel like it's a total ripoff. I have, I have reason to believe that most of this character was ripped off of Andy Kaufman as Latka. Yes, I immediately and, and thought also of Andy The stage routines as well with the when he would do that Elvis impersonation, he had to do the Latka character type thing first, and then he would do the killer Elvis thing. And the only reason it was cool was because he did the Latka thing and then did the Elvis thing. Um, so I love that somebody's grabbing a little piece of that character trait and putting it into a wrestling character because it makes perfect sense. And it's it's I love his gimmick so much. I'm so excited to see Dan House and stuff. Uh, yeah, but the match, it was a nice little pushpin on the end of that feud, I hope. And we're done. And Adam Cole can do, go do what he needs to do now. And the, whatever they're about to do next with Orange Cassidy, I promise you is not going to be something that's going to be like mid-card low stuff again. Okay. Uh, his next program, I feel like, is going to be bigger. I, I agree. I think Orange I think Orange is, is coming up and up and up, and he's going to be – He's going to be huge, he's a huge star. I think he really is. I think he's already. I love the big him. hug ending. The big yeah. hug. That's how he took him down. That's one thing, though. This this match wasn't very lights out to me, uh, as far as lights out matches go. It was it was great. It was kind of long. Uh, there was a lot of cool spots, but it wasn't like a lights out style match to me. Um, but again, maybe that's because I've seen way too much wrestling in my life. Well, I'm going to have to say as a newbie, though, even I felt that, Chris, I felt like it wasn't like to the death as bloody as it could have been. So for a lights out. But yeah, I mean, not that I really know what is expected for lights up. But when I, I just think of it as just like everybody's getting bloody and it's just brutal and just like until someone's just like totally knocked out for good. And yeah, I, I actually it, I 
Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let me hear what you have to say. I actually prefer the calmer version of this. I wasn't trying to say that it was a bad thing. The 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 lights out matches. Some of the ones I've seen are just too much for even me. Like I'm like, okay, come on, this is enough. It's it's like that death match <laughs> stuff. It's so brutal after a while. You can't like if a match is too painful to watch. I'm not comfortable, so I can't watch it. You know. Um, but yeah. True. Now, I will say this about Danhausen that I've learned about Danhausen, and I don't know if you know how much of it's true, but he says he does base his character a little bit on Conan O'Brien. I don't know where that comes from, but that's what I've that's what I've read. So we'll see for Danhausen. I'm I'm gonna watch for that the next time I see Danhausen doing yeah. something. So, but I, I watch I follow him on YouTube and stuff. So I'm gonna the next video I watch, I'm gonna. Right. And think about Conan and see. And it's obviously he's going after uh, Gun Club because he got the guys for Ass two Boys minutes to minutes to midnight to do a video, a rock video for Ass Boys and an Ass Boys yep. theme, which I yep. think is hilarious. Yep. Ah, Ass Boys. <laughs> Ass Boys. <laughs> so, hey, they're moving. They're moving right along. This they are. Whole thing too. So they are moving. Poor up, guys. Man. They don't even want it. I know they don't want it, but they're great wrestlers, man. I, you they are, and they're getting taken down by this ass boys from their dad, and I feel bad for them. They've got great techniques, and we'll get into that. So now we are into Rampage, and we get to see the lean, mean John Moxley in the first match versus Anthony Bowens. Now, when I first heard this, I'm like, that's kind of a weird match. But yeah. then I watched the match, and I was like, this is a fucking awesome match i thought it was great i thought that anthony pushed him he pushed anthony they have great moves together um they, they obviously worked very well together i don't know if they've ever wrestled before this match um but man no they they seem to have to coordinate things to where their moves were very smooth and there was a great back and forth where you know Bones was winning, Mox was winning, and it was it was like Mox seems like he's getting a little bit more rust out of his out of his game. There, he had a great match, and um, and then he you know he takes he takes the match. I mean, I I thought it was I thought it was really cool, man. So I mean, I I quite enjoyed that. It's a it's a good uh, way to get Mox back into the AEW realm and and. Who knows what they're doing with his story or where he's going? He's obviously probably, probably going to try to go after the belt. And that's pretty awesome too. Uh, and then, but, but we'll see what where he has to go up and who what wrestlers he has to go through to get that. But I'm very excited to see that. I'm very excited to see that Bowen's got a match like this that really kind of pushes him over and puts him in the spotlight that says, hey, he's a good competitor for this. And he's a good competitor against Mox. And he's also really good as a good singles match instead of just a tag team guy. So I was really happy with this match. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, Tammy, how did you feel about this? I'll refer to my notes. I liked it, actually. I give it a, I need a rating system, but right now I give it a whatever a good rating would be. Use your imagination. Um, let's see. I put uh, Mox got rid of Caster fast. Mox throwing Bowen around, kicks to the chest. Bowen's not doing too badly, but my money's on Mox. 
some great moves from Bowen, but I love Mox. <laughs> I love Mox's taking down Caster and Bowen. I like that he was like, even though it was a singles match, it was kind of like him against both of them. It really uh, was. Bowen attempting to cheat, but Mox saw it coming. Um, you know, those chains. Uh, and then I just put, yay, Mox, good match. Danielson looking on. Yeah. Exciting. That's an exciting match too. So obviously that's his first person he's going to need to to rip through to like try to get get up the line but man i don't know first i'm gonna let let me get let me get chris's thoughts on this and then i want to talk about who you think is going to win between mox and danielson and then we'll ask everybody for that so go ahead chris what's your thoughts i'm not ready for that question good Uh, thing chris is going so this was a hell of a match. Uh, it was very intense. There was a lot of good spots in it. Um, it was just under 10 minutes, I think, total actual match time. So that was a lot of ass kicking in that time. There was a lot of, you know, typical acclaim type team stuff happening throughout it. It was, it was really good. Uh, I don't know if I needed it or if I would have asked for it, but it was, it was definitely great. Seeing Bowens again, just doing solo stuff was cool. Um, I like the acclaimed now, but but I do think that Caster is still the weakest link in that uh, team. Um, but yeah, this was cool. Uh, I didn't actively not like it, you know, but it wasn't. I don't. I don't know that I was like, yeah. <laughs> actively, like not actively like not like it. That's gonna be. Like, I'm stealing that in life now. <laughs> Me too. I would say that about work. I w- I'm actively not like. <laughs> I'm actively, actively not, not like it. Like it. <laughs> but that's a good point. I see what you're saying. So now, with when Mox is is obviously going to face Danielson. Hold on, we have to correct you. Our grandmother, me and Chris's grandmother, hated when anyone said, "I see what you're saying." So you have to rephrase that now in honor of our beloved grandmother. I hear what you're saying. Okay. In honor of Yaya. so danielson moxley tammy who are you picking well the chat the the problem is it's like what would be scripted and what i would want are two different things no pick what you know what you want Choose both. Choose, well, I think they're, they're just going to do Danielson because they do Danielson wins for everything. And if they, he doesn't win, he ties because they just mm-hmm. won't let him move. He lost Maybe the hangman emotionally and can't handle losing. And they want to keep, I don't know. Tammy, he hmm. lost the hangman. That's true. Finally, I did get that in. I don't know. I think uh, I want Mox to win, but I think Danielson's going to. There you go. Chris. Uh, I think, I think, I think neither one is going to make me happy. Um, Mm. Moxley doesn't, Moxley doesn't need this win, but a loss will also hurt him. Yeah. Um, Danielson doesn't need this win, but a loss is going to start to hurt him at some point. If he has to have two big losses in a row, I don't know. Maybe we'll pepper some stuff in between. So it's not such a sudden program. Mm -hmm. Um, I also want to see Mox in a couple weeks, maybe a month or two do this. I don't want to see it right now yes. while he's still so fresh to coming back. Because I, I think agree. there's more he can do story-wise if they push it some. Nice. Okay. I agree completely with that. Like, it doesn't feel comfortable right now, but maybe Danielson staring at him from many more matches, it'll build up. And the thing is, they just feel so 
so different in their styles and stuff. I don't know. Like I would never match those two together. Like they just feel very different, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting. So it will be a great match though. And I'll look forward to it, but I, I wouldn't want Mox to go through this right now. I think he needs to get stronger and more confident in, in wrestling from a different mindset because he's different. We all know that. We, we, we see it. If even from the television, there's a different energy, there's a different, he's physically different. So I'm sure that affects the way you are in a ring. I think he's done, he did great this week. He definitely looked comfortable. So I think that's great, but I think he probably needs to get a little bit more solid in that, you know, being doing things like without any kind of blanket over you is completely different situation. So, but they're both amazing wrestlers and, but they're very different. I don't know. Here's my thoughts. I think that if we're going to, if I'm going to look at this strictly as a technique, technical wrestling, because that's what Danielson likes to right. um, put himself up on Yeah, as a technical wrestler. Um, I think his technique is better than Moxley's. And yeah. I think the technique is going to be the key to, to Danielson beating Moxley. And yeah, I think he, that- he takes uh he takes he he he's able to take his style and do anyone else's style while staying technical and keeping his own style intact. He can literally pair up with anyone of any style and make it work, which is good with him. Right. So I think yeah. if you're we're strictly looking at it as a no kayfabe storyline type of thing, who's gonna win? This is gonna win. If you look at it as just like athleticism. I, my money's on Danielson. Yeah. So that's the way I feel. As much as I love Mox and his, just because he's got the greatest attitude and he just comes out, you know, throwing the water bottle and spitting water and, and in the crowd. I mean, you just love him for that. But you look at it, you're, you're going to, they're going to, they're going to build this match as technical, a technical match because Danielson, ever since he got into AEW, is the technical wrestler. He's the guy for yeah. the technique. So that's what I think. Go ahead, Chris. That's another really interesting point that you just brought up was in AEW, right? And I, so I'm a little biased maybe because I have a history with the two of them in another company being completely different people than who they are now. John Moxley, yes, he's different than he was when he first came to AEW, but he's also very different than who he was supposed to be before that. Um, so seeing them two in this particular set of roles, I think is a good, fresh thing despite already have seen seeing it before but part of me keeps looking at it as if it's the old version Mm. um so yeah that yeah i hadn't thought about that until right now nice yeah so if it was the old version chris who would you call to win oh uh brian danielson for sure okay by his other name previously okay because he wouldn't have lost then but now i feel like he's a believable loss taker but it's a matter of using those losses in a way only to elevate without hurting anyone right Right. but i also think he's a good loss taker if the loss is justified because he got out wrestled exactly i think that's the thing yeah he doesn't feel emotional right mox mox could also just beat the shit out of him until he's unconscious true like that's that's a believable way that that could go Right, because that was the believable way when he beat Ten. Remember, he right. he cut Ten Ten's head open. He just came in and beat the shit out of him. 
10 is not an easy guy to beat. He's massive. He's got the power bomb just as badass as Wardlow does. But Mox ran in there and just destroyed him, attacked him right off the bat and destroyed him. And I think that Danielson's ring experience is going to be able to thwart that attack. So, But Mox yeah. was under the influence at the time, so we don't really know if that was yeah, real or not. You know? We can't look at it that way. You have to look at it in the wrestling way in the cave. But I'm just saying, like, we, like I, I think, like, Ten was actually injured, and that might have been due to Mox being off the rails. So it's a different situation when you're not off the rails, you know? Trust me, I'm that person. We all know this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I might not be as vicious, clear headed. <laughs> uh, are we good with that one? Let's move on. Yes. All right. So then we had the Ruby Nyla promo. I think uh, Nyla does the best promos on the ladies. I, I, I do. I think she she's she kind of like gets awesome. in the face. She doesn't hesitate very much. She's she's up on top of things. She set, tells her what it is. She keeps her sentences going on. I mean. I think she's got good promos. Uh, again, you know, I'm sure we need a little bit better, but I know, Chris, that you wanted to talk about the women's undercard. We were you mentioned that earlier, so well, uh, I just want to mention one thing about the Nyla promo is I want to say why she's good at what she does. She has a theater background, so that's why. Okay. So go ahead. So and and the 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 women's mid card thing is also really going to apply to the Jade Cargill Julia Hart match as well. Okay. Um, so we can we can segue into that in a minute. I, can I just say, trying to keep track of the segments on this one was ridiculous. There was so many video segments and small little packages, plus the commercials. At one point, there was like ten minutes straight of commercials and then just segments, and it was it was a little bit excessive for a one hour TV show. Like I, I already have to watch this thing at ten o'clock at night or yeah. be a day late, right? And yeah. now I've got to watch through a bunch of commercials just to get like maybe 30, 40 minutes of contact total. Like right, there, right. There, there's not, there's not enough content there for it to be worth that much time spent. There you go. But yeah. Um, so the women's undercard is a whole right now. And, and the Jade Cargill match that closed this show, was that what closed it? Yes, it no, is. But no, it was, it was Hardy party. Sorry. And Jurassic express. They were the, I think the headliners on this one. Um, but uh, yeah. So there's, there's something to be said about the TBS title and the TNT title, right? They are both definitely in the same vein of like what type of title they are. They are secondary. Um, they are mid card, whatever you want to describe it as that's what those are. The problem in AEW is because of the women's division right now, the mid card and undercard is a lot of like really green young people. It's a lot of rookies. It's there's not a lot of, they have a big talent pool, but a lot of it's not seasoned yet. Whereas I feel like the men's division, they have so many people now that are basically mid card just because that they're on the card. Um, you've got your, your Adam Coles, your Brian Danielson's, all these people, that's your highest card. And then you've got all the Andrade's, the Matt Hardy's um, of the list goes on and on and on and on of, of mid card and upper card and who's who and what's what you don't have that with the women's division. And I think that shows in the matches that are being put together, both of Jade Cargill's title fights so far have been lackluster. I will say, um a little bit slow i don't want to say sloppy because i feel like that's insulting but uh not clean <laughs> mm, yeah um, and i just i just they they need they need to throw some more talent 
into these matches. Um, and, you know, you've got people like Serena Deeb doing programs with Hikaru Shida, which, yeah, okay, cool. But Deeb could have been having crazy matches with all of these other women for a while now. Um, and we could have been building this division up because she's an excellent trainer too. The more people she works with, the more people they're going to have that know what they're doing. They're, they need to do a lot of work on the, on the younger, newer people in this division if it's ever going to actually get past what it's doing right now. Because right now this title seems very unimportant um, mm. because we're not looking at any talent that people are like really behind right now. Jade Cargill, you could argue she has a lot of people behind her, but does she? Right. She's not. No. She doesn't have an Adam Cole following. She doesn't mm-hmm. have. She doesn't even have an Orange Cassidy following. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, even, and keep this in mind too. Keep this in mind too. Who's going after Brit's belt? No. Right. Nobody. Right. And nobody's going to be able to because of the undercard right now. This is what right. it looks like. They've already done the few big names they have on the women's roster for that other title. They've already done the whole tournament. They just got done doing. Yeah. Nothing really yeah. good came of that for a lot of these performers. Um, a lot of that was just kind of like, okay, now what? You know, um, I don't I don't know that that was booked in the best way for anyone that had to do that whole thing. Yeah. So, and we talked about that at length during some of those weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's hurting right now, but I, I, I didn't want to do that right now and take up too much time from the other stuff. So you guys can talk about that if you want or move on to the next thing. It's up to you. It's up to you, Tammy. How'd you feel? Well, I, I just, I do feel like there needs to be, like there is good talent out there that they're not pulling in for the women's division. Like, I feel like you're right. Like with Jade, she still feels like a newbie. I love Jade, but her as the champion, like the matches haven't been that great. So I agree with that. I mean, yeah, they definitely and- they definitely need to put some seasoned people in there with her until she's a little bit better so that she can elevate someone else to that title. Otherwise, they're going to have to drop it to somebody that's a bigger name already. Yeah. Which doesn't make and sense love- for a mid-card title. No. And I doesn't. love Deeds. I don't understand why she hasn't doesn't have some sort of belt at all. She's badass, she's fierce, she has the moves and the talent. And there's she's not alone there's so many good people out there you know uh thunder rosa runs mission pro and those women are amazing they got even like somebody like layla gray who's been on dark and dark elevation a couple times she's amazing they have a lot of amazing women and they're not getting in and elevated into the situation where i see other people like young julia she's amazing too but she's young and like this match that we're about to talk about i was really disappointed in the entire thing what now we're skipping a match you're skipping a match. we'll get to that we'll get to that in a minute okay all right so then after that we had andrade il idolo talking to darby allen darby allen laughing in his face i actually enjoyed that one segment that was one of the few like interruptions that i was like okay that was kind of funny darby uh uh uh, andrade was like where's your boss where's your boss i was dying during that part yeah, it was very funny. My Damn favorite me. part is, why are you so crazy, Darby? Yeah, why are you so yeah. crazy? He <laughs> said, why are you so crazy? Take it easy. <laughs> it, was almost, it was almost like uh, Nacho Libre. It was. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't, obviously. But right. why would you say those particular words twice <laughs> like that if you weren't trying to mess with me and get me to nerd pop? I know, anyway. man. It's so funny. <laughs> Oh, that was funny as hell. I can't wait to see where this goes. It's it's a bizarre storyline. Like he wants all to buy weird. Darby. I don't know where it's going, but I'm I'm curious to see how it all shakes out. So it's going to be fun. Um, so then we had uh, Lee and Brock versus FTR. 
Um, very, if this was a good match, uh, was it overly exciting to me? Uh, no, it wasn't, but I mean, FTR always elevates whoever they have in there. So, um, uh, I thought it was, it was a decent match to watch. Um, you know, obviously it's a postponement from the week before. So, you know, we, we, we looked at that and then FTR, of course, they do a DDT on Lee. I like Lee a lot, man. I think Lee is a really good wrestler. I think he's got a good future. I think he's a high flyer. Uh, Brock's pretty fun too. I mean, he's kind of like a bruiser and they're kind of a good pair. Um, and obviously they take the DDT on Lee and FTR wins the match. So uh, Chris, what'd you think? Yeah, I thought, I thought Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson looked really good here. Um, and I don't know if that's partially because FTR make everybody look so great. I mean, this match was a little on the long side, I think. I don't think they needed to do it as long as they did, but I'm pretty sure it's one of those picture-in-picture deals. Yeah. Uh, so they stretched it out a little bit. Um, it gave FTR lots of time to do, you know, lots of their, you know, team stuff that they like to do, all their cool old-school tag team type of moves. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not – I'm not – I'm 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 – constantly disappointed in brock anderson um hmm. and then every once in a while he'll have a glimmer or something and i'm like oh, okay okay and then the next time i see him i'm like wait what happened where did where did that 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 vibe go um yeah it was okay it wasn't great but i i do love how ftr sell for people and how they build people i think it's awesome tammy all right well first of all lee's another one of my baby birdies i have a couple of these i just think because they're the young people that are very talented with these beautiful bright-eyed faces and their little lashes and i just think of like baby birdies in a nest so i call them my baby birdies <laughs> it doesn't need to it can be weird i'm weird so don't worry about it rafe so anyways lee's Stay one away of my from baby the nest birdies. rafe <laughs> <laughs> and here's my notes about this match. Wow, Lee flipping over the ring for the takedown. Loving Lee. This is exciting. Wow. Okay, all kinds of great moves. No, Chris, I'm not cheering for FTR. The catapult was fun. Lee almost had him. Foot on the rope by calf ruins the wind. Old timer stand off. They were standing off. Oh, snap arm hits Tully. Boo, we deserved better. There you go. On that. But I did like, I'm not, I'm not, I said, I put that note, not cheering for FTRs. I'm not cheering for them, but I appreciated them in this match, Chris. So I thought you have to. You have so to. it's like, I'm, I appreciate them, but I'm not cheering for them. <laughs> they are really good at carrying a match for other people and, and making it look like they're not doing that. So, yeah. I agree. And I they noticed do. that with this whole situation. So. Yeah, for sure. But that's why I put the note like, yes, I'm agreeing with you a little, but I'm not going as far as cheering for them. Just a little bit. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe a year from now I will be. What I like is we can change our minds here. That people can win us over. And I try to stay open to that. Yeah, it's cool. That's what's so cool about it, man. There's a lot of people <laughs> that have won me over. So I change my mind every week, I feel like, anyway. So, no, absolutely. <laughs> So then after that, uh, we had Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, I've got a question. I like this. I think this is going to be fun. I like Mercedes Martinez. Chris, you've mentioned in the past, you ain't that excited about her. I want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. 
Um, I don't particularly have any moments that I'm like, wow, I remember that she did this specific thing that one time. And that's kind of my gauge on whether or not I should pay attention to somebody is if mm. I can think of a specific thing or multiple specific things that they did that impressed me in the past, then I will pay more attention. But when you have somebody that is just okay, like consistently, yes, you're okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not something I'm going to be like too excited about. And Thunder Rosa, uh, I don't know what they're doing with her. She's been kind of thrown from program to program to program in the last few months. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Well, I, I like to hear your opinion after that match happens. So we'll see. Tammy, what's your yeah. thoughts on that? I don't have any thoughts okay. about it at all. I love Thunder Rosa. I don't know anything about the Martinez lady and... We'll just see what happens. I need to see her wrestle. I can't have an opinion about her if I've never seen her wrestle. So I can't. I don't. Nice. But I'm biased because, you know, one of the first people I loved, it was probably the first person I loved. And I pointed out because I actually started watching this a little bit. I don't, I don't even know how I saw it without you, Rafe. But anyways, Thunder Rosa was my number one person that I was like, holy moly, love the energy of this woman coming in here and doing this. She was like one of my first three I ever was exposed to. So she has a, a super big place in my heart and I love her. So nice. I'll always be on the Thunder Rosa side of things. So, all right. So then after that, we had the Serena Deeb promo, our, our hometown girl in DC going up the steps in DC of the exorcist. Where every band <laughs> took their pictures. I took our band pictures there way back in the day. <laughs> uh, basically saying she's putting the women's division on notice. I'm glad. I want to see her start ripping through some people. I want to see her get an either shot at the TBS or the AEW title match. I, I'm hoping she's going for the AEW one, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, yes, any, go for the AEW one. Any thoughts on this, Chris? Uh, they definitely need her in some more some more stuff to get some other people trained up and, and smartened up. Uh, so, yeah, I'm all for it. Bring her in. Let's get it done. Absolutely. Tammy? I fucking love her. I think she's a badass. She should be the champion of everything. And let's get this going. I nice. love the Exorcist stairs because it's so us. You know, we all hung out there. We all drank there, took pictures there, hung out there. They're infamous. She's a hometown girl, lady, woman, and she's fierce and she should be number one. There you go. She's a badass. And then we get into the Jade versus Julia match. I thought Julia put up a good fight against an opponent that was much, much stronger than her. Uh, I think Julia's got a great future. I think that she's, you know, my prediction with the eye patch. You want to hear my prediction on the eye patch? She's going to lift up that eye patch and have that Malachi black white eye. That's what I Better. think. You think and she's going to have the black splatter too? I maybe. Think so. Maybe. And I think that's, you know, I think she's eventually going to be in the house of black and she's going to turn because she came out with that, that attitude kind of against. Like here, Griff, hold my coat, fool. Yep. <laughs> you know, and then she ponytail's gone. Yeah, ponytail's gone. She's not like all bubbly and happy and waving and going, oh, like this anymore. She's kind of walking in yep. a little bit more of an attitude. Um, yeah, she's she still got the cheerleader gear, but she's not cheering for anybody she's right not now. Cheering she's, for anybody. She's like a lead. She you know for sure, and I, and I think she's getting she's getting a little bit nastier, and I think she I think the match was. A little bit smoother than the ones before. 
uh, as far as with Jade is concerned. I thought Jade, you know, Jade does her thing. Uh, I still think she's pretty green and not everything comes off well, but I thought this was the better of the three matches that we've seen her in lately. Um, just because I think that Julia is so athletic that she, <laughs> Julia kind of lifted her up a little bit. And um, I really, that was my opinion. That's how I felt about it. So Tammy, what did, what did you think of this match, this big match here? Okay, so I'll read you my notes and then I'll explain. But okay. I put, Jade is always looking strong and beautiful. And let's see how Julia fares with one eye. Uh, Jade doing push-ups to show off. That whole on the shoulders roll down moved. I don't know if anybody remembered that was pretty great. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was a highlight of the match. Uh, Julia put up a fight, but this was not as theatrical with the patch and all that it, it could have been. No storyline push and a missed opportunity, and I was really disappointed. So I just feel like we all know what's going on. We know there's that possibility of having the, the, the Malachi eye or that she's going to, you know, uh, change things. But it, there was nothing in this match that spoke to that in any way, shape, or form, except for maybe she wasn't as bubbly coming out. So I just felt like it was a missed opportunity. It could have been way more theatrical. I would have loved to have seen the lights go out and Malachi appear in the middle of the match and some shit go down, you know, like, I just feel like it was kind of like, there was some good moves, and I feel, I was proud of young Julia, she's another baby birdie, um, that went out there and went up against a super strong powerhouse, and I felt like she didn't look like a weakling, she did well, you know, mm -hmm. but I felt like theatrically and for the storyline, it was a letdown. I feel like let's get this House of Black shit moving. Let's have a little bit more drama here. There's so much things that could have been going on, you know, and it wasn't. It was just like, okay, she lost. Let's go on, blah, blah, blah. Chris. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I've kinda, I kind of already said everything I needed to say. Um, when I, when I started talking about, you know, the whole women's division and everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's, there's not too much I can add to this. So we can. Okay. Nice. All right. So then after that, we had the Jurassic Express first private party. Uh, private party is such a, a high flying crew that I think it was okay. a great, I thought it was a great matchup between them and Jurassic Express. Uh, it was, a, it, it was an exciting match. It was obviously, you know, everybody's vying for that title. They want the title. So, you know, it's every tag team coming after them. And they, it seems like they're just, you know, these, this is what the second time they've defended and they defended against private party, private parties young and, but they've got moves and, and, and they do some really cool stuff in the ring. And I thought that the two of them together, were was absolutely fabulous the one thing that they pulled off the top of the rope i thought jungle boy was gonna break his friggin neck when he got he flipped him around just right or right, that would have been a disaster but i mean i was like oh my toes curled and i was like oh he made it he, he, they hit that last that last spin was just amazing so um but very very exciting kept me on my toes uh, you know kind of woke me up you know, it's like, oh, here we go, man. This is awesome. So I really enjoyed that match. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a good, it was a good title defense against it. So um, Tammy, how did you feel about that match? And then we'll let Chris end it. 
had a great time with that match, actually. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was the best match of Rampage. And um, here's my notes. Private Party right into it. They are not playing. Private Party showing up to this match strong. Ouch, Lucha got hit by the corner in his crotch. <laughs> Ouch! They got Lucha crawling to try to tag Jungle Boy. Private Party has both Lucha's legs. Jungle is showing everyone what's up. Ta um, taking everyone down. Wow, Lucha and Jungle Boy on his shoulder, taking down Isaiah. All our talents. And then full of skill, and especially Isaiah. But then Mark Quinn flips off the top two. Woohoo! And JB, king of counter moves. JB wins it. But then Gun Club barges in and hits Christian and hit JB with a belt. Asshole boys. <laughs> Asshole boys. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> what's your thoughts? I like man? that. I like that. Um, so, I mean, we kind of got a little bit of the best of what Private Party does. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a little bit of the best of what Jurassic Express does. Um, I've, I've, I've seen a version of this match with these guys before, at least mm -hmm. once or twice. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't the worst of the bunch for sure. Everybody kind of has a little bit more uh, – uh, they all looked a little more professional, I think, than the last time I saw them all in the ring together. Um, but I mean, I, I is this the is this the tag team title picture right now? It there's a lot of there's a lot of big teams that are not in this right now, and I feel like maybe they didn't have a good solution for this whole thing, especially with the Lucha Bros going out and all that stuff, um, and only having Penta be available. I don't I I don't know. It was it was good. Well, to add to that, where you're thinking, is this is this it? Um, you know, no, because I, I I think that if you look at, I think the rankings, the pri private parties up there in the rankings, so that's why the match happened. So, yeah. Um. So I don't have the rankings in front of me, but they're going by the rankings of the tag teams. And there's the whole gun club thing too. Like I actually, yeah. it was cool that they came out and did the beat beat down and everything. I thought I, I actually enjoyed that. Um, and their rankings are pretty high right now as well. Aren't they? They're like, yeah. right. They're right at the cusp. They're um, right at the cusp. Too, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's just, it seems so weird to me that that's our tag team picture right now for the titles. When, when there's so many like Santana and Ortiz and all these yeah. other teams, they've had to lose so many times that they're not in the title picture at the moment. That's yeah. true. Yeah, good point. But I That's think private party's awesome and deserves to be in there too. But yeah, yeah. It also says it also says a lot about how many tag teams have changed and been like ended or moved over or become factions or part of factions. Um, the tag team picture is a lot different than it was even six, seven months ago. Hmm. Yeah, I mean shots, shots. Shot. You got a there's a, a there's a lot of tag teams. I mean, you got Butcher and the Blade. And you gotta you gotta keep them. these guys away from it too, because guys like this, they're gonna take it. Like I, I was saying this before, they're gonna take it. They're never gonna get it off of them. Right. So True. you've got these huge, powerful tag teams. You can't really throw those in with Jurassic Express unless you want titles to be meaningless and just be like, okay, they had a short run and it was over. You got to build them a little bit and then give them to somebody like this that'll run with them for a while and elevate everybody else some more and. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I'm all in all. This whole week was okay. 
there wasn't a lot of huge stuff that I was super excited about. I, I again, I'm spoiled with AEW. I always expect some big surprise, some big thing. Like every show, every like 30 minutes of that show, I want something crazy to happen, and that doesn't need to happen all the time. It's just the expectation that I have set for myself because of their programming being so good all the time. Yeah. Well, you've given me a lot to think about, blowing my mind about all the tag team things, this and that, well, Chris, definitely. I definitely I will, have a lot to think about. I will say this. They really, you know, even though, you know, not there's not a big surprise every week, there's still really good matches themselves, even though it doesn't push yeah. the storylines. So I think that that's always a bonus as well. So, uh, you know, it's like if it was like the storylines weren't culminating and then we had like a bunch of shitty matches, that would then it would really kind of suck. But yeah, those matches were good, even if they may not have meant as much as something else. I still think that those matches were good. So yeah. I just don't think that they can give us something like that exciting every week i think it's going to happen like every other week or every couple weeks as we're going to see that and i think that that's the reason that they they push those storylines out so much so and and extend what they're going to do and, and how they're going to do it we can't read that tammy i'm sorry what does it say chris isn't impressed this week okay thank you <laughs> so anyway on that note that blurry note <laughs> i'm gonna start writing stuff too i am very excited i am very excited about the mjf cm punk match for next week um i can't wait to see that happen and hopefully you know wardlow turns at that point but i still think it's going to be a great match yeah i don't think it's going to be quick i think it's going to be a long match. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be some good back and forth. Um, I, I'm going to be at the art walk and I'm going to miss it all until the next day. But I might get home in time to at least watch it before I go to sleep. There you go. Uh, who do you think's winning that match? Tammy. Who? Between MJF, MJF and CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. We all know it's going to be CM Punk. Unless, uh, unless it's a win by cheat by MJF. What do you think, Chris? I don't think the match is going to have a regular finish. There's going to be some kind of screwy finish, and it's going to be a DQ or something like that, or no contest, or something's going to happen. Yeah, a cheat, something weird. That's the only thing. But legit win, it would be CM Punk. If it's not legit win, it's going to be like exactly what Chris just said, or it's going to be a cheat. Well, we will find out. And we will see all the results and talk about all the results next week. Until then, everybody have a great week and we will catch you on the next episode. Yes. If, if you if you listen to us, put in your uh, what you think in there the comments. Go. There you go. Signing off. Later, people.